Well, hello, I'm Doug Apple, back with another special interview for you today, and Mary Lou Retton is in the news. Some of you will remember her as the Olympic gold medalist from the United States many years ago. She was actually the first woman athlete to appear on a Wheaties cereal box, Mary Lou Retton. Well, anyway, she ended up in the news because of a health insurance situation. The problem was she didn't have any. She got a rare form of pneumonia and spent a month in a Texas hospital. And then some of the headlines lately, and it came out in an interview here just a few days ago, was, well, why didn't the great Mary Lou Retton have health insurance? Well, we're going to talk about that with Mike Sharman. He's with Share Healthcare, the nonprofit Christian healthcare sharing ministry. And we're going to ask Mike, well, what, how would Mary Lou Retton have fared if she'd have been a member of Share Healthcare with her situation? And uh, we'll talk about that. There's some other items in the news regarding health care and health insurance. And uh, Mike Sherman, let's start off with this Mary Lou Retton story. And that is how might it have worked if she had been a member of Share Healthcare versus what she said was she couldn't even afford it. And meanwhile, she did get some crowdfunding donations. But uh, anyway, I'm going to let you dive in. You've heard the story of Mary Lou Retton. What do you think? Well, uh, she said the reason that she couldn't afford insurance was because she'd had 30 uh, surgeries before for various orthopedic reasons. And so that greatly inflated the cost of her uh, insurance. You know, insurance after the Affordable Care Act couldn't deny her, but it could, they can raise the expense of it. All right, so... For us and share healthcare, we're not um, we're not insurance that is allowed to keep reserves and in, invest it in various ways that allows those reserves to grow. We we can't do that because we're not insurance, and we have to avoid all things that look like insurance. And we're not government that can just print money and so pay for medical bills out of this newly created money. So we do have to maintain our costs somehow so that our prices stay low. You know, we're 149 for a single per month, 249 for a couple, 349 for a family of four. So those are very affordable um, prices and that's what we want to have. So how do we continue it? Well, one thing we do is we do uh, define pre-existing as anything that's occurred two years before if it's not cancer or five years before for if it's cancer. So in all likelihood, Mary Lou Rutten's surgeries occurred more than two years ago. So nothing that she would have would be considered pre-existing by us. If she had had a surgery within the past two years, well, maybe that particular type of problem, if she, you know, if she had a, a, a knee problem, we'd say, well, I'm sorry, just because of who and what we are, we can't share in that pre-existing thing. But if she contracts pneumonia, as she did, that's shareable. And so it's, it's just a shame that, you know, she didn't know about us. Um, and it's a wonder, though, uh, in that article, it mentioned that her daughter's wanting to do something to help their mom so that when she got out of her weeks-long stay from the hospital, that she would be able to uh, come out and not have to worry about debt then. So... I'm not sure how long those weeks-long stays were, but they were able to raise $456,000 from people all around the world because um, 
for those of us who remember Marilee Rutten in the Olympics way back when, or maybe on the Wheaties boxes, or just in her uh, Dancing with the Stars things, but I mean, she's just been a wonderful uh, star in the firmament of our lives, so to speak. So a lot of people um, had that fan love for her, so you know that we looking on have, and they contributed. They they donated four hundred fifty six thousand. But I don't know how many weeks she was in the hospital. So just being in the hospital can cost ten to twenty thousand dollars a day. So that four hundred fifty six thousand after all the care she got, all the different things that are added on to just your stay there. Maybe that four hundred fifty six thousand is not even going to be enough. Mm. Well, here's another headline for you, and this I take this from the Guardian, and it says a, a talks about a sea change. Their words: a sea change has occurred in American healthcare, and here's what it is: for the first time, the majority of debtors to U.S. hospitals are now people that actually have health insurance. Well, yeah. that, that, would, that would fit a lot of people. And you're thinking, well, how can that be? They have health insurance, and yet they're still in debt to the hospital. Right. And the um, because insurance has gone up so much, because hospital stays have gone up so much, then insurance now, which used to either have low deductibles or no deductibles, now have very high deductibles for their ones that are affordable. So people are always looking at how much am I going to pay per month? And the insurance companies know that. And they, if they have a comprehensive, no deductible uh, policy, it's going to be very expensive. So people wind up getting a high deductible so that they have a low monthly. Mm-hmm. But then when they do have the need, they're hit with a, an expense that they weren't expecting. So the way uh, it works with share health care we know really very few people go to the hospital. Very few people really go to the doctor. And what they're concerned about is if I have a burden that I cannot carry, that my family really can't carry, who's going to be out there to help me? And from a Christ standpoint, we want them to look to the church, the body of Christ. We don't want them to look for to a corporation. So they should be able to look to the body of Christ for help. And yet, the Bible also tells us that we're to carry our own load. Well, a load is what we can carry. A burden is, by definition, one that we cannot carry by ourselves. So, at Share Healthcare, we, we just define $1,000 as a load that an individual or family ought to be able to carry. They either should be able to have that in their bank account, or they should be able to budget for it somehow, uh, you know, after they incurred that amount. So... When there's a, uh, a, like using Mary Lou Retton's pneumonia, whether she was first diagnosed at a doctor's office or whether she first went to the emergency room, the first $1,000 of that event would be her load to carry. So her daughters would have only had to either go to her bank account, Mary Lou's bank account, or their own bank account, and come up with that 1000 After that, for however long the hospital stay and for however long the doctor's visits, the physical therapy, whatever it is that she needs to have to take care of her after that, uh, for that pneumonia, everything after that is shareable from us so that the body of Christ across America who are members of Share Healthcare would be sharing with her as opposed to her family having to go on to GoFundMe. 
I don't want to discount GoFundMe. I think it's great and it's helped an enormous amount of people. But ours is a uh, one that you can think about ahead of time uh, so that uh, you know the body of Christ is there for you. Well, another headline we can talk about, Mike, and it's interesting that you have this amount of debt to U.S. hospitals because, in fact, our president was just uh, regaling this fact that uh, more people than ever have signed up for health insurance through the Affordable Care Act marketplaces, a record-breaking 20 million Americans, uh, far more than even just last year. And uh, you've talked before in our interviews about the downside of these high deductible deals through the ACA marketplaces. So um, talk about that a little bit. Well, why are they having so many go on the healthcare.gov? Well, it's what Mary Lou just said. Insurance has gotten too expensive, so they have to go to um, the government, which can print the money to subsidize the insurance companies that are uh, supervising, managing the healthcare.gov. You know, you sign up with Anthem or Blue Cross in healthcare.gov, but then the, the government subsidizes those premiums. So, and that's because insurance is so expensive. Why is it so expensive? When the Affordable Care Act was first passed, when Obamacare was first passed, the average cost of a, a hospital stay was relatively low. It was $2,100. That's how much the average cost of a hospital stay uh, was then. It has had multiples of that by now because of the Affordable Care Act. And then as much of the inflation that we've had with hospital care and health care, health insurance has exceeded that inflation rate more. That is, let's say that there was a 10% inflation per year, well, for health care. And I'm just using that as a hypothetical to make it easier. Well, health insurance has been, if, if you're looking at those proportions, health insurance has been about 18% per year. Mm. And again, that's just, those are, I'm just trying to use those for example, but it was the hospital average cost of an overnight hospital stay was 2100 in the year 2010, which was when Obamacare was first passed. It now, for an average hospital stay, and that's just your room, is $10,000. Wow. And that's the average. And that is, I say now, that actually was a number that was done in 2022. That's why so many more people are having to go on it. And then, as you mentioned, Doug, going on the healthcare.gov does not mean you're not going to have hospital debt. It pretty much guarantees you're going to have hospital debt if you need to go in the hospital because they have high deductibles and high copay. Mm. So you mentioned this, that the government subsidizes the health plans at the ACA marketplace. That sounds like a good thing. Oh, great. So it's going to be cheaper because the government's going to cover part of my cost. Well, because of the other inflations, though, uh, we have 24% of Americans say they're struggling to pay for health care because of just basic inflation. But then part of that basic inflation is we have uh, our tax inflation at the local, state, and federal levels. And even if our wages go up, the inflation rate has gone up above that. Uh you know, and I, I mentioned how health insurance has, has risen. It, it's gone up 20% uh, percent just in one year. 
20% between October 2021 and October 2022, which is the last year of that report, 20%. People are held in bondage to their external economy unless they're entirely self-sufficient. You know, they raise their own food, built their own house, generate their own electricity. Uh, if they're not entirely self, totally self-sufficient, they're dependent upon the external economy. It just drives everything. Mm-hmm. So now where's the hope in that? Get as self-sufficient as you can. And part of the self-sufficiency is doing something like joining Share Healthcare, which allows you to have a degree of control uh, over the cost of, of that healthcare, uh, your healthcare expenses. How is, how is that a degree of control? We, share healthcare has not raised its prices at all. We haven't needed to raise the share amount that everybody has to take care of everybody else's share. Because, you know, we don't have reserves. We don't invest them. This, the money that people send in just goes into their own individual bank accounts. Everybody in share healthcare has a bank account in the same bank so that when the money is needed, we, the algorithm looks at how much needs to go from everybody's bank account into the person's bank account need, and then it goes out from there to the uh, healthcare provider. So we have people who are frugal in our membership just because of who they are. We have people who understand the issue of load and burden just because of who they are, as, as you know, Christians wanting to live their lives as, as Christ had asked them to. Um, and so we haven't had these inflationary pressures within our uh, group and if we did we would then ask the group do you want to raise the rate or do you want to keep it the same and maybe have it be more proportionate but then they would have that choice mm-hmm. the, the membership would so did that answer your your question doug yeah so if people are listening and they're interested in finding out more information what should they do well, they can uh, go to our website. Remember our name, Share Healthcare. Go to our website, sharehealthcare.com, and look it over. You know, hit on each one of the tabs, look over those different things. One of the tabs is our handbook. Look through that. Write down all the questions you have as you're going. And then they can call and talk to a real life human. They can call 1 844 SHARE HC. 1 844 SHARE HC. And then ask all the questions they have. Now, they, they can just join on the uh, website. You know, they can just go through it themselves and join themselves. But most people will have questions, and uh, we want to be able to answer them so that they uh, feel very comfortable about what they're doing, uh, and they're informed and educated about what they're doing. And if you're listening and you personally know Mary Lou Retton, you should pass it along to her that she should consider joining Share Healthcare. That's yeah. Mike Sharman. And he's the legal counsel for sharehealthcare.com. You've been hearing their ads here on the radio. They bought a little airtime, and we're glad to have these conversations on a regular basis with Mike Sharman. And for Wave 94, I'm Doug Apple.